0: Hi and welcome to the Weird World podcast, where we like to talk about weird
1: things in the world.
0: Yes, my name's Carrie.
1: I'm Jack. I'm
2: Dean.
0: And today, Dean has been tasked with telling us something weird.
2: We hired him. Yeah, thank you. Thank for the contract work. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> You're, you seem like you really needed it. You when didn't am have I going to get do. my
2: freelance check? Is it in the mail or? Is- I'll, um, can, you, can you hit me up on Venmo?
0: Yeah, I'll Venmo you. Okay, thanks. Do you have Venmo?
2: Uh, can you set that up for me? Give <laughs> no. me Venmo and then send me Venmo? Nope. The Cherry Sisters oh. had hit the big time. Four of them, they had made the trip from Iowa to New York City and they strode into the lights ready to overwhelm the standing room only audience with their massive and varied talents they could sing they did their own music they act recite poetry
0: i need to make a mental picture of what the cherry sisters look like so can you place them in time we for will. me please i oh. will
2: give me time <laughs> we'll, okay. i will I, pr- I swear i'll let you do a timeline i'll if you want i, know, I, I don't would, know, you know how to dress to? them
0: i don't know what hairstyles to put them in
2: we'll see they were opening at a place called the olympia music hall by the way this is 1898 Boom. Thank you. The start of the Spanish-American War. Totally coincidental, (laughs) but yes. It was owned and operated by the legendary Broadway producer Oscar Hammerstein, who Mm -hmm. was the grandfather of the Hammerstein, of the famous Rodgers and Hammerstein musical duo. Interesting. Okay. When the women began to perform their shtick, their show... The audience could finally unleash his collectively held breath and laugh, applause, applaud, maybe. Um,
0: Boo hiss.
2: You know what? Let's find out. Okay. (gasps) Tomatoes. The Cherry (laughs) Sisters were five sisters, actually, from Marion, Iowa. It's a small town about 250 miles, 400 kilometers, west of Chicago. It's about 125 miles, I can't remember from Des Moines. But I didn't think people would know where the hell Des Moines is, so that yeah. can help. So, <laughs> I mean, he's right. Yeah, most, most Sorry. Americans won't, won't know Des Moines. you people from other countries. So, think Midwest of the United States, farm country, corn country, very much. It's not
0: very west at all.
2: It's really not
1: stupidly yeah, it's named. A dumb name. When in, they
2: named it, it was it was pretty far west when they named it. Yeah, they were. Born, started in the 1850s to Thomas and Laura Cherry. The eldest daughter was named Ella. She was actually born just in the early 1850s in Massachusetts. That's before they moved west to Iowa. All the other kids were born in Iowa. And then came, quick on her heels, was Elizabeth, Addie, Effie, and Jesse. Oh, gosh. They also had a brother named Nathan, who survived into adulthood, but they had two other siblings who died as children in this oh. day and age, two oh, no. out of eight was actually a pretty low rate of infant mortality. Yeah, pretty good odds, right it was there. not bad was but it eight? Still Whatever sad. it was.: It's very sad, of course, yes, but we won't hear from them again. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Though they're raised in rural Iowa, their farmer father told them that they were actually the offspring of nobility. His story was, Thomas. He claimed that he had once been the gardener for an earl back in the mother country back in England and there he had met Laura their mom who was the earl's daughter
0: of a- course according
2: to Thomas yeah. they eloped fell in love eloped to the US and they first settled in Massachusetts before heading out to Iowa but they were cut off from their kind of quasi royal riches so they were farmers but they still had the noble blood in these uh-huh. sisters okay. of course So feel special, yeah. Basically, (laughs) by make your children feel special by outrageously, probably false lies, but that's lying. In fact, Thomas, their their farmer father, he wouldn't even deign to call himself a farmer. He said, "Actually, I'm not really a farmer. I'm actually a landscape portrait artist. I'm an artist." Oh, the farmer is you know a thing kind of just for show, I guess, apparently. But no one around town ever saw him paint, and they saw him farm. So yeah. <laughs> he was a farmer. He was a little bit delusional. By 1871, all the children had been born, and I, I'm not sure exactly when, but a few years later, Laura, their mother, died. Oh, Long life for the time again. She was. She had still. eight kids, lived a little bit, you know, time beyond that. That's, I mean, you know, you count yourself lucky. Nathan their brother, and the five sisters, they buckled down and they went home. Some were not living there anymore, but they all kind of gathered back at the homestead and the family farm, because Father Thomas was, you know, he's getting up there a little bit, he's getting older, so they decided to help him, save the farm, work the farm, help him out, right? He was 42. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I don't know how old he was, but... Honestly. I I know. Well, back then, like we say, like... Sixties a new fifty. Well, in the eighteenth century, sixties a new forty because I mean there's still there's books written I don't die, know how they're the there's books books written in the nineteen thirties, forties that talk about seriously, oh she was an elderly woman and she's like in her like <laughs> sixty was like, Oh, she's a crone yeah. and she's ready to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medicine. A, yeah. Not just medicine, but like seriously? <laughs> Be back then, come on. You weren't yeah. that old. You're as old as you feel, god damn it. No. So, and I feel pretty Tell good, that uh, to your spine.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> even at my age, I'm sure... They're advanced age, going. on. My grandmothers were wearing, <laughs> you know, orthopedic shoes oh, god, yeah. and mm-hmm. polyester grandma blouses. Polyester and were blind. And yeah, had, you know, girdles. their hair done in Did. rollers and, oh, you know, set in...
2: Sure. Cat's eye glasses. Yeah, well had not had sex in seven years. Maybe,
0: maybe not. But I'm just saying they dressed old. <laughs> <Ew>. Young, young <laughs> girls wore cat eye glasses too. Yeah. This they guy's weird. Eye? Yeah, okay. of course. I
1: didn't know that. Your daughter, Erin, had has a pair cat eye glasses, glasses one really... time. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, it's retro. They came back. That's true. Anyway, back so back to the sisters, to this, the sisters <laughs> and Nathan. They're farming. They're trying to make do. Nathan says, "Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm out," and he bails. He just Uh-oh. disappears one day. They never see him again. Figures. Well, he typical. Didn't, didn't like the life of a farmer. And he was a guy, so he said, "Yeah, See ya.
0: he should be the one who was going to take over the farm." Actually, think.
2: yeah, but he didn't like it, so he left.
0: Well, you know what? I take it that all back. Good for Nathan.
2: Uh, yeah, the, I, I, I kind he wanted, of agree. Why, yeah. why do you say? Because he wanted to live his best life. Didn't yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Do what you want. Self determination. Oh, right.
2: yes. And he knew that they would not be, you know, nice about it if he said, "I'm going to leave." So he decided just to, to leave. Get Y'all a pack can't of Smokes. Find me. Not coming back. There you go. Ain't no Facebook. Mm -mm. Nope. (laughs) Can't find me. (laughs) Yeah, actually, they tried to look for him, but they never found him. So a little bit later, I I think from what I can read, about the mid-1880s or so, Thomas, he died as well. Yeah. So now it's just the five sisters on the farm, making the farm work. Woof. By the way, when Thomas died, Carrie, our co-host here, she would assume that makes all of the sisters orphans because that's how she thinks, even though Ella was over 30 and most of the rest were in their 20s. To Carrie, that's that's being an orphan. Yeah, they're parents. They're orphans. Carrie only needs one sibling to die in her adulthood (laughs) to be an orphan. Parent. Parent. I'm sorry, one parent to die in her adulthood to be an orphan, according to Carrie.
0: I was barely an adult. Okay.
2: And you had a living mother. I just want to make that clear to (laughs) the audience that made Carrie an, an orphan in her mind. Yeah,
0: but she kind of made it clear that she wasn't long for this world either.
2: And that was 20 years ago. 30 years ago.
0: Over 30 years ago. 112 and years
2: ago. She's still kicking. She is. So <laughs> the sisters held on to the farm for a few more years, but it's a hard <laughs> life, uh, especially with no Nathan. I mean, he was a big strapping man. They needed him.
0: Were any of them married?
2: Yeah. No. And also, how <gasps> old were they at this point? <gasps> at this point, oh, like I said, Ella was in her, I think, early yeah, 30s. Said... The rest, a couple more were in their 20s. The youngest, I think, was 17. Oh, wow. So
0: they're spinsters?
2: Sort of, yeah. yeah Not at 17, British, but yeah. Sort of. Well, so far. Give him time, Carrie. Yeah. They have life, long lives. The, the oldest the is like eight? 30. Calm down.
0: Are you kidding yeah. in those days?
2: Okay, give the 17 year old a shot. You never know. Yeah, she's the hope. Her. Mm-hmm. Never I mean, never I'm know. all
0: for spinsterhood. Are you? Sure.
2: Honestly, yeah. Okay. Many. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, okay, thank you. So <laughs> You're welcome. Carrie's just waiting for me to die so she can be a spinster with her yarn I'm and her ca- loom. I That's can't be a spinster,
0: a spinster at this point.
2: Oh. Spinsters never got married oh, really? in the first place. Spinsters Correct. can't ever have gotten married. Oh, yeah, so I guess you're a widow. Correct. I got it. I'm all for widowhood. So, spinsters, too. it just, ah. wow. <laughs> wow. That sounded threatening. I'm right. It did. It sounded a little bit murderous. <laughs> okay, just listeners, kidding. you know if I die. Documented. Come Carrie is responsible somehow. So, oh, God. They got to think, and this Cherry sisters, you know, this whole farm life is tough. They're also kind of hard up for money, they weren't doing great. So, you know what? Back remember back in school days, the five of us or, you know, some group of us, we would do these skits and recitals and things like that. People loved us. We had serious talent. One time, they remember Ella? She was going to play a hunter in a skit. So, she somehow got a fake pigeon, brought on stage, tossed it into the air and shot it. Oh, wow. Apparently with a real gun because quote it scared everyone, including the teacher, half to death. Oh, my God. So I don't know wow. if it was blanks or what, but so they were committed to their craft. All right. I and like also it was said that they were desperate to see the upcoming Chicago World's Fair in later in 1893. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a big, it was a once-in-a-lifetime extravaganza yeah. for these five girls from lonely rural and not too far away, Iowa. So they thought we can raise money and go to the World's Fair and raise money and, and you know, make farm life. Uh, easier, so the answer to making these dreams come true was showbiz—the yeah. old razzle dazzle. Mm-hmm. They thought they'd put their just their toe in the water first. They knew they needed to start small, as in Marion, Iowa, small, the little town with their yeah. farmers outside of, you know, local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's a good idea. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, and then they did in in and, and Marion, Effie kind of became the team leader, so she Which went to. She? I forget. She was in the middle. She, is in. she was in the middle, yeah, but she was kind of the, the, the take-charge person within Cute. the sisterhood. They, she went to Daniel's Opera House and said, if you let us rent out your theater for the night, I'll give you five bucks. Give you five bucks just to rent out for the night on a, on a night there wasn't going to be a show. He said, That's okay, funny. here you go. Yeah. Go for <laughs> it. So they advertised their upcoming show, which as far as I know, they had not written yet, cool. by blanketing Marion with handbills that had like bad pictures of themselves and they and, and I guess they painted them themselves. why? They, they you'll see in a second why I, I'm pretty sure that's true. They were gonna charge <laughs> ten cents, 20 cents or thirty cents for the tickets depending, I'm guessing, on distance from the stage, but I'm not sure in which direction <laughs> that was. It's kind of hard to say. Well, just, yeah. Just, just wait. So, uh, opening night was set for January 21, 1893. So I'm guessing that at this point, the sisters you know, got together and they workshopped uh, in a kind of like sibling's writer room, and they birthed something they were gonna call, quote, something good? Something sad. Oh, <laughs> was the name of their of their play or their their show? It's a variety show, essentially. Okay, it was like a strung together pastiche of songs, dances, skits, essays. They read directly to the audience. Oh lord, the vagina monologue. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like an early um, Carol Burnett show. <laughs>
2: Stop and Not "Gone with the Window <laughs> and they uh, and also like little like playlets that usually, in fact, pretty much always had like, like a moral teaching at oh, their center. Interesting. They're very religious. they were oh, extremely oh. religious. They even went they so far me. in the show that they hoisted Jesse up and suspended her from a cross to represent <laughs> the crucifixion of Jesus. Oh Lord! I feel like that's controversial. <laughs> I, know, so do I. I feel like that would have been like really. You girl, are you sure you ladies not. are that religious? But they were they were hyper religious. They're very moral. So Effie and Jesse on that first night they marched onto stage with their hair painted gold. Oh. They had some leftover gold paint from their poster making. So they said less paint their hair. And I'm they surprised. Painted. Literally paint. In their uh-huh. That can't be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like,
0: guessing this is oil-based paint. I
2: know. I probably. think it's I mean, Sherwin Williams. <laughs> what kind of 1893 paints was there? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Was there any other kind? It's not watercolor. I imagine. I don't. think. Oh
1: yes, there is. Put on a poster
2: that they're gonna put and nail to. You yeah. know, I don't know. A telephone pole. Telephone pole. What
1: know. would they have had cheaply available? I mean, these I no aren't the rich girls. Probably acrylic. Late 19th Maybe century they had paint for a crow. Well, I have no idea. Yeah, Late 19th back century. In the day. Yeah. I don't know. No, it wasn't they a would spray
2: can, I'm a, sure of that. No. It, it would make that noise. <laughs> so, knock, 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 knock. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> knock, impression knock, of a spray knock. can. Foley artist Dean. <laughs> <laughs> we need a spray can. Knock, 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 knock. The music was provided by Elizabeth on the mm. piano and Jesse who could play the bass drum. So yes, oh. piano and bass drum the classic that's combo <laughs> that is still very very popular today in the bowels of hell. Oh, that's funny. Jesse also played a little bit of harmonica. So huh? She's Christ. Literally, they'd be playing a, bow, a, a piano and a bass drum. Yeah. The music. That's and a little bit of harm. <laughs> Not even, no, because Jesse had to play both the bass drum and harmonica, so they couldn't play at the same time. Hey, maybe I she guess, was talented. I, yeah, maybe. You, maybe she's
0: got to have a stand for that you know, harmonica. One one person you've band. seen that
2: okay. thing. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the Grinch and the Hood. Right. Maybe that's what she did. Could the be. One
0: man band mm-hmm. apparatus. A one 100.
2: woman band, okay?
1: Yeah.
2: One Lizzie band. One Effie. Oh, Effie. Oh, no, Jesse. That was Jesse. Jesse. Shit. So some of the songs. In fact, I think most were just sort of altered lyrics to classic tunes. Existing songs, they just would rewrite the lyrics. Others, though, were brand new original masterpieces, I have no doubt. (laughs) Ella also did a comedic ballad dressed in minstrel blackface. Oh, God. I was waiting for that. Of course. I mean, it's it's something later popularized at frat parties by people who are future governors of southern states here in the U.S. Or Canadian prime ministers. Occasionally those as well. The Marion audience was, however, mostly, it was neighbors and friends and acquaintances of the sisters. So they, you know, it's a small town. Everybody knew them. Yeah. So the audience okay. were people they knew and friends of theirs. So they reacted politely, as you would expect them to. Laugh right? and smile. They, 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 I, I imagine golf claps and appropriate... <laughs> I guess laughter. I don't know if that's the right word. But good job, I'd guys. still be cringing.
1: I, I'm who
2: knows. The sisters netted a cool two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. They made some serious cash.
0: How many seats in that? I, that's a good theater? question.
2: I thought about that myself. I'm not. I read that in a couple different sources. I'm not sure it, like a hundred thousand percent sure that's true. That seems one? like a lot. But yeah, they made some money. They, they only paid in five bucks to rent it. So they. That's I true. guess they kept the entire gate. Apparently, I don't know. But yeah, they made some money. Only one show? Uh, yeah. They didn't do like a whole weekend? Or not anything? yet. Not Into- yet. Wow. Uh, they're, gonna, they're not done.
1: And they made that much money? Yeah, I know. Shit. I, I the, understand I, the why The way I read it, it
2: was run one show. You know what? It could have been multiple shows. I don't know.
0: Because there would have to be thousands of seats. Yeah, you know or
2: what? Let's say it was multiple seats. shows yeah. then. I, you know, but I don't think so because the Gazette of nearby Cedar Rapids, they sent a reviewer to the show yeah. because it was the 19th century and there wasn't the internet and you, you came about entertainment wherever you could find it.
0: Maybe people donated knowing that. You know what? Maybe. You know. I don't know. So
2: the Cedar Rapids Gazette reviewed the show and was actually kind. Here's a quote. The entertainment given at Daniel's Opera House by the Cherry Concert Company was a polished and recherché affair. By the way, the Cherry Concert Company. Yeah. five sisters anyway. I, I think that's very, in- it's very nice. ingenious of the- them. <laughs> The people of this handsome overgrown village on Indian Creek absolutely crowded and jammed, pushed and hauled, and literally walked over one another in wild efforts to procure seats. The public wanted fun. The public got it. The young ladies wanted money, and they got it. (laughs) And (laughs) 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 That was the review.
0: Everybody got what they wanted. Everybody did. Everybody did.
2: And and now it's over. They'll go back to their farm. Oh, wait. (gasps) No. The Cherry Sisters decided. Okay. That was a big success. We're we are ready for the big time. Yeah. We're gonna take this show on the road. First they knew they needed some help. Someone to like book them, manage them. They needed a An talent agent. agent. So they got they wow. wanted a professional to help guide their career, because it was the start of a big career. And it actually was. So they went to Chicago, big city, and they auditioned for a theatrical agent. The agent watched their act and I'm guessing he saw the potential and what would would be their hook right then because he signed them up on the spot and took them on as clients. The agent, however, didn't want them to get too far ahead of themselves. Again, let's start slow. So he said, let's go on a tour of just the towns here in Iowa, the little burgs here in Iowa, including those some big rough and tumble cities like Dubuque and Des Moines. So it wasn't just the small stuff. I mean, compared to Marion. Compared to Marion, yes, indeed. And Cedar Rapids was a decent-sized town as well. Just so, chillin'. cheered by those golf claps they had got in Marion in their first show, the girls were stunned by the reaction that they got in all the rest of their shows. I guess from people who didn't know them personally, they didn't expect those people to be not quite as polite. Audiences were, I mean, at first they were shocked, then they were stunned, and then... They were pissed. Uh oh. Because the Cherry Sisters were, as you've probably guessed by now, horrific. Horrible. They yeah. were awful.
0: Why did the agent sign them if uh, they were that you'll, bad? I will you'll see, you'll okay. see.
2: I have a feeling. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So they, they <laughs> couldn't sing. Their music was atrocious. Their instruments, again, honestly, piano and bass drum, it was stupid. The skits were just hackneyed, illiterate, trite, moralistic. And their mannerisms were weird. They, they were wooden. They were weird. They couldn't, they couldn't dance. I mean, they would just literally stumble on the stage would be their uh, version of dancing. They, they had <laughs> literally no talent in any of the things they did whatsoever. I want to no. see this show so bad. <laughs> and, That's why they made it. Okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to face shame here. Uh-oh. But this issue would become, you'll see later in the episode here, that it, it plays a big role. The sisters were not what at the time might have been called easy on the eyes. Okay. They were said to be bitter. not
0: conventionally attractive. Yeah, you know, they I'm were
2: ugly. Them and it's okay to say it. I mean, no, you'll you'll hear some quotes that were mean, Uh-oh. but they, I didn't. They weren't hideous. They weren't. You know, they, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, and for nineteen, oh for, for, for late nineteenth century, I. But wait till I get. Oh my no, god! No, but if somebody nasty.
1: described me in that way? were were hideous? Well, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> they were not right pretty. Then and there. Sorry, they were for but...
2: sure not pretty. But they weren't like, oh, You're like double take. Mouth open, kind of a thing. That was that's not fair.
0: Well, do you do that to people you don't find attractive? Occasionally,
2: Mom, yes. yes. I feel bad about it later, but <laughs> occasionally. Nineteenth yeah. century audiences, by the way, did not hold back. When they didn't like you, you knew it. Yeah. So the attendees did not just boo; they openly heckled the Cherry <laughs> Sisters throughout the entire show. And when that wasn't enough. They, they threw idea. vegetables at them yeah. <gasps> Yay, on yeah. stage because apparently you brought celery and turnips to, to theatrical shows with you. It's, 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 yeah. It, the, on, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if they'd heard from people in Marion, the polite people, but the first show, they're throwing cabbages at their faces. The first show, how, how do they have, why? why I think have somebody left you? and came back. Somebody said,
1: I I cannot abide by this. I need to go home and get my rotten cabbages (laughs) and I'm throwing it at this R
2: R. I I wonder if they didn't hear from some Marianites who said, oh, by the way, we were nice to him, but good God, wait till you see this in Dubuque. So they were mercilessly hooted and, and they screamed at him and they yelled at him and heckled them from start to finish. And the girls plugged away relentlessly. Never broke character, or at least not always, not not often. Yeah. They just they did their show.
0: This says more about the horrible people of Iowa than it does the Cherry Sisters. I think
2: so. Well, guess what? The horrible people are going to be everywhere in the country. In I don't bit. agree. So just hold on, as Iowa people bashing are horrible.
1: No, so, I think sometimes you need to send a message to the people on the stage <laughs> that this with, is not your calling. With cabbage? Yes. With turnips? No. I see a gentle booing. Okay. Might Boo. let the performer what? know. I would not do
2: that ever. I have never. That this is not your call. I don't know. We, we, I, have, <laughs> ever, have I ever said that? The, um, I won't say his full name. But back in the day, we went to um, a bunch of probably six of us went to the Magic Castle in L.A., which is a famous venue for magicians, and they and they do shows. And the MC, for, and it was the, the big, the main. I don't know, two hundred and fifty seat main theater and the MC was about 90 he was english he was terrible he wasn't funny his jokes were from the 40s he was but you know we were all just uh, polite laughter no one's and then uh, one of our persons or one of our friends in our group just was brutal He was like he was screaming at him oh my he was God. Doing, uh, gun motions at him with a rifle he was yelling retire you're awful leave just horrible it was he was miserable. He finally got kicked out and we were very much in favor of that. I would <laughs> never ever I don't care how I, you can be I would never do that. I've never done that in my life.
1: I would never boost somebody in never. real life. Except in sports, then I would for sure boo them. Oh my of god. Of course you yes, would. Yes. That's, know all that's about completely that. different.
0: I think I don't like that either.
1: Well As m- I have
0: said a thousand football, times yeah. to you, they are doing their best.
2: Are they? Are they though? Obviously they are. are. They?
0: Everybody wants to hit a home run. Nobody goes <laughs> up there. They're not throwing the game because Dean's
2: don't, uh-huh.
1: Don't Even play. that third baseman, he Don't wants play. to hit a home run. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So anyway, sometimes things even got violent Uh-oh. at their shows. In May of 1893 in Dubuque, the audience started with a light tossing of potatoes, onions, tin cans, Uh-oh. and cabbages though at the scissors. Again, intended to hit them, often did. Then someone in the audience grabbed the theater's fire extinguisher. Oh my up, God. ran up to the front and sprayed the ladies, hitting <sighs> one of them full in the face with a fire extinguisher. That's not good for you. No. This should,
0: they shall be arrested.
2: So one of At the other point, sisters, yes. One of the other sisters, it didn't say the name. She was backstage getting into her costume, which, by the way, was a denim skirt and denim overalls. No, but that's cute. <laughs> For the next skit. <laughs> that's fashion. So she, I guess, heard or saw what happened. <laughs> so she went and got a shotgun, oh, went out on yeah. the stage and sort of pointed it at the audience.
0: <laughs> don't mess with Effie.
2: Yeah, she, is
1: that I the mean, same one who shot that bird on stage? I you don't know, mess it with her. say, but I
2: bet it is. So rather than panicking, as a, a, an audience today would and should, they started throwing turnips at her, driving her from the stage, shotgun and all. So I guess she wasn't really going to kill anyone. She
0: should have shot someone just to make an b- example
2: of them. You him. let's no. I just want to say officially <laughs> for the show, we do not condone anything remotely like that. <laughs> you know, that. in the just... toe or something. Okay. In the, with,
1: okay. a with a shotgun. Toe with yeah. a shotgun. Because you can be precise really? with buckshot.
2: Really? Yeah, right. she's probably a good shot. I don't
1: okay. think so much. <laughs> you know, if it was
2: if it was Jessie, she did hit a, a fake pigeon. Oh yeah, so, yeah there when She you was go. very young.
0: She grew up on the farm. She knew
2: what she was doing. So when a, a young theater employee tried to calm down the audience, someone hurled a tin wash boiler at him on the stage. I don't, I don't know what It's that like is. a, I looked it up, it's like a big enclosed metal, they're usually made from copper, so I like guess tin was cheap, uh, a big bowl of a sort that you can close, and you, what you did is you put in water and put your clothes in there and you heated it to get the water nice and hot to get it, get them it cleaner. Hmm. It's like an early, early-ass washing machine. But, okay. Uh, so, not so it's large. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah they're, they're good size. So, he, this, this person, is, how, how do you have a tin wash boiler at you, with you at the yeah. theater? How does that happen? <laughs> this is literally like from a scene from a Scary Movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> but this really happened lots of places, it. lots of times. So, that young theater <laughs> employer just goes, boom, I'm out. He bailed. So, the manager mm-hmm. had to come up. The manager had hired the town marshal and like nine of his deputies to provide security because he knew what had happened at these performances so he hired them for security they had been sitting on their ass all night watching them throw shit at, at the at the cherry sisters the, the marshal would later say well that was the show that happened all the time i thought i do not he didn't want me to stop that that's why they're paying their price of the ticket so he'd remain idle throughout all the insanity until so the manager finally goes do something so he finally shut down the show The sisters now fled backstage. They fled the the venue, got into their carriage, and tried to, you know, flee in their carriage. But I guess a group of boys were out there waiting for them. And so they had eggs. And their carriage was was just covered in eggs as they tried to, you know, whisk away down the dirt road. I love it. Now it's never been kissed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some newspaper says something like, they were treated poorly on the way out of the theater as well. or Something like that. So... Things got so bad that allegedly they took to putting up a wire mesh net between them at the front of the stage and the audience to stop, I guess, the biggest, you know, anything like two inches more to get through to project it. They would later (laughs) deny that ever happened, but it's in a lot of reports that, yeah, they they, they had some shows with a net between them and the audience. Honestly, yeah, you probably should if you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Not surprisingly... The press reviews were about as hostile as the crowds were. In March 1893, the Cedar Rapids Gazette again said, quote, they couldn't sing, speak, or act.
1: <laughs> speak. <laughs> they were, oh, no.
2: <laughs> they were simply awful. At one minute, the scene was like the incurable ward in an insane asylum. The next, it was like a camp meeting. Cigars, cigarettes, rubbers her boots, by the way. Mm, okay. Everything was thrown at them, yet they stood there awkwardly bowing their acknowledgments and singing on. Oh, <laughs> and shit. <come. laughs> I love it. They can't speak. <laughs> they can't speak. They simply they didn't can't speak. speak. Well. <laughs> they, despite this reaction, or maybe because of it, the sisters kept getting bookings. Work. So you begin to see what their draw was. Everyone wanted to see this train wreck. Yeah, American Idol, Usually American out. Idol yeah. effect. Get yes, out
0: their is. aggression.
2: Yeah. Honestly, I mean, probably. All the yeah. spoiled vegetables. Uh-huh. There. Actually, they would you'll see later, they often bought brand new fresh vegetables. <laughs> I love it. The sisters, they could not have failed to realize what was happening. Yeah. But they're pretty, I, I it's not sure. I'll talk about this later, but I don't know how oblivious they were to what was going on. Well,
0: they were still making money, right? Everybody's very still good money, still paying yes. to get in.
2: Ding dong. I think yes, that's they the were. part. They made good money, so they went right on being bad all over the state of Iowa. Yeah. Months, <laughs> they went right on being bad. <laughs> Then they finally, it was time for the big time. It was time for the Cherry Sisters to conquer the vaudeville stage in the Big Apple, baby, New York City. Uh-oh. First, let's take a little sidetrack down history of vaudeville. I don't know how many people are, are oh, that familiar no. with vaudeville, what vaudeville was. Because it was a big freaking deal. The word itself is possibly from the phrase "voix de ville, which is a French term meaning voice of the city. Oh. Some people think it's from 15th century satirical songs. They were called va de vie. Or it oh. came from the exact same term, which means apparently the Veir River Valley, which the area was famous for, quote, body drinking songs. What, what is that? Oh. Dirty. Oh, oh, body. B-A- body, B-A-W-D. <laughs> B-O-D-Y. Uh, body drinking like, sounds. A body. body. That's where they drink things, that, body shots. They had a lot of body <laughs> shots. They invented the body shot in early France. Yes. Vaudeville kind of basically evolved from these live variety shows in the mid-1800s in in the US. They'd have songs and comical skits. They'd play in small theaters, on riverboats, at burlesque houses, and even saloons, saloon halls. Mm -hmm. So this form of entertainment had been around for a long time, but then in the mid-1800s, you started having these traveling groups go around doing these, these variety shows. And eventually this coalesced into vaudeville sometime in like the 1870s and 1880s. It was called that, and it came to be what it was, which was any kind of entertainment, they would throw it out there. Mm-hmm. The key, though, to vaudeville's success was that it was usually it was more polite than the kind of risque or body burlesque shows or things like that of the time that were also popular. It was meant to appeal to uh, middle-class patrons and their kind of faux-refined artistic sense which was combined with their growing uh, spending power to have this m- kind of huge audience that really, you know, the rich people had the operas and things like that. The poor people had cheap burlesque yeah. shows. So all these these early vaudevillian producers realized, wait, there's a huge market for something a little more refined, a little higher class, quote unquote, but really not all that high class. I mean, but they would though. They'd, have, they'd do Shakespeare and things like that, or at least snippets of it. So oh. that was the genius, and became immensely popular. But they did have this sense of not morality, but you know, we want to be better than the low level stuff. We're, we're a little more mean. high end. So one, of the most one of the early famous Bob Vale producers was called B.F. Keith. He was based in Boston, and he warned that any acts that want to be in one of his theaters, they can never use the word hell in their show. He would ban them for life if they did. He put wow. a black mark by that because it's too. Vulgar. Vulgar, exactly. And you can bet one of his best acts, Baby Alice, the midget wonder, she did not ever say anything naughty. You know that for sure. Okay. Baby Alice. Baby Alice was a huge, huge hit. You know what her talent was? Being small. Yeah. Interesting. That was pretty much it. Other no-nos for BF Keith were saying words like slob, son of a gun, and holy gee. <laughs> <laughs> holy <holiest This>. H-U-L-L-Y. <laughs> ah. <laughs> He's full of holes. Holy G. G's full Holy of holes. Geez. If if performers, but often performers would ignore this because they knew they can get a rise out of the crowd. So this crowd was supposed to be just scandalized by this. But typically, when when a performer did do something a little risque, the crowd would love it and eat yeah. it up. So so eventually, Bf Keith wrote up rules for audience members had to abide by. Oh my god, I hate this man. Uh, Things like you couldn't stamp your boots or your cane on the floor, nice clapping was the only way you can show your appreciation. Uh, People clapping, that's what made clapping the normal kind of reaction. Stamping on the floor was actually earlier the way you showed. yeah, I like this. You'd stamp or or you would knock your cane on on the ground to Hmm. show, yeah, cool, boom, 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 boom. So he was kind of a nitwit. New York became the center of this kind of entertainment, but it was nationwide, but New York was like the brightest light in the vaudeville you know world. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Oh, no. It was kind of like what Australia thought about itself before Yahoo Series proved them wrong. What? Sorry, Australia. I just had You just deepened
1: the rift. You just like hurt diplomatic relations between our countries even more. I think they recognize the officers. Take it years. He, just,
2: he couldn't make it here. I'm sorry. He tried. He tried. Uh-oh. So actually, though, given the smarminess of the vaudeville ethos, I guess, Peoria, Illinois, was seen as the ultimate testing ground. You ever heard the phrase, really? if it plays in Peoria, yeah. dot, dot, I, dot? Yeah. What that meant was that it was shorthand kind of for saying... If it plays in Peoria, it has mass nationwide appeal, and it'll Ah, play anywhere. That's where that phrase come from, and it came from vaudeville. Peoria, of all places. I know, because it was like super middle America. I I remember they were going for this middle middle class, little bit you know. But they had some money, and they had, but they mostly pretty religious, but still wanted to laugh and be entertained. So vaudeville, by the way, also gave us the idea of dirty or suggestive jokes. Our songs being called blue. You ever heard like, yeah. playing the word blue? Blue comes from being kind of nasty, right? B.F. Keith, he would send changes that he, I guess, suggested or really ordered. So if he, you know, he knew your skits, your songs, he would say, "Now nah, a little too racy, here's changes. He would send those backstage to, to the performers in blue envelopes. Oh. So that's why it became kind of doing something oh. racy was wow. said to be doing, using blue material.
0: This guy's certainly very influential in he is. the theater world. It's
2: Peoria and Blue. Yeah. Of course, other theaters immediately started purposely using Blue Material as a marketing right. gimmick to, yeah. to be different and to, to great success, by the way. And so now we have Pornhub. It's a direct <laughs> line of evolution there. <laughs> Ultimately, though, it was movies that killed vaudeville. They were far cheaper to produce, they're far cheaper to exhibit. Vaudeville just couldn't match those five cent tickets. They couldn't make ends meet like that the movies had. Even though, ironically, vaudeville—a big chunk of its profits were from concessions, of course, and ads, advertisements in the playbills are at the theater, just oh, like it is yeah. today. I movies. was gonna say nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah. I know it. The best talent, though, rushed to go do movies. They could make more money and work way less. I mean, that was yeah. brutal. You were, you were every you know night, two times on Sunday. You were you were working in movies. You could make. You, you did it. You know. Do it one time. Do and, and back then, they made movies, what? A couple days, done, print, go. Really? Yeah. So by the 1910s, vaudeville was in decline because of silent movies. And then when talking motion pictures became popular in the late 1920s, vaudeville was all but dead. Talkies. In, on November 16, 1932, the Palace Theater in New York City, which had been the mm-hmm. just the epitome of the vaudeville stage switched over to movies, and that's considered like the funeral of vaudeville. It was dead and it never recovered. Video vaudeville, you know, they, they the still, star. you had vaudeville-like shows still around yeah. in small-time acts, but it was, it's, its heyday was long gone. But the reason I'm saying this, though, is that in its heyday, vaudeville was the big deal. It was almost like the TV of its time. It was yeah. the one, yeah. the closest thing we had to like this mass audience. And so that, in, in the 1890s, the Cherry Sisters knew that's where we want to be. So they were going to go to Vaudeville, although how they got there was a little bit of an accident. So in 1996, the Cherry Sisters were brought to Broadway by Oscar Hammerstein, as I mentioned earlier. And by the way, we got to put a picture of him because he looks like a caricature of Mephistopheles with his top hat on, his mustache. He's like, okay, well, that's the devil. (laughs) He, He had this new venue called the Olympia Music Hall. But the attendance had been disappointing, putting, you know, pretty highbrow fare had not really drawn the crowd. So he wanted his rationale was quote, I've been putting on the best talent and it hasn't gone over. I'm going to try the worst.
1: Oh wow. I mean, you know, he'd what? Heard, yeah. Try he'd heard it all.
2: <laughs> so he would heard <laughs> the about the worst. cherry sisters. He sent his assistant off to Iowa to sign them up and bring them back to the bright lights in Big City. Lucky for him, all of the sisters except Lizzie were away performing. For some reason, I don't know if she was ill or whatever. So the assistant met with Lizzie, told her what he wanted to do, and she, Lizzie, signed a contract in all their names for the rest of them to go play for six weeks at the Olympia Hall.
1: I mean, right decision, but that would not fly in today's legal
2: world. No, although another thing, he didn't want Ella. Uh, he wanted oh just four God. of them. I don't know if he's trying to cut costs or Ella was like the worst of the worst, but Ella basically stopped performing. Huh. And and so it was oh just four. All the four. All all of them, uh, but Ella became the Cherry Sisters that performed nationwide later. And in, in, in New York here in a minute, minute. Yeah, I don't know why. Was she the youngest? I don't know. No, she don't, was the oldest. She was the oldest. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, you're that, right. That might be why. So maybe that's why. Maybe that is why. Yeah, at least here, I don't know if she did. She might have, have later performed, but here she did not. In New York, she didn't. So the contract would pay them 100 bucks in a week. Wow. No, it wasn't. They were making oh. 500 bucks a week in, oh. in what they were doing. So it was uh-huh. railroad fare and hotel expenses. So he paid for them to get over there. He paid for the hotel while they were there. And he gave them 100 bucks a week. They all, huh. the sisters said, you screwed us, Lizzie. Yeah. yeah, This is not enough money. But they felt duty-bound, yeah. honor-bound to honor the contract. And so they did. So they went to New York. The four sisters opened on November sixteenth, 1893. In addition to the essays and the songs and the piano and the bass drum, They now had some mouth harp (gasps) playing. So they added the mouth harp to the repertoire. The Cracker Barrel. They read poetry and they developed a fake hypnosis routine Uh because mesmerism was all the rage back then. It did not go well. Uh The New York Times wrote, and I quote, It was a little after 10 o'clock when three lank figures and one short and thick walked awkwardly to the center of the stage. (laughs) <laughs> they were all dressed in shapeless red gowns, made by themselves almost surely. <laughs> and the fat sister carried a bass drum. Oh, no. They stood quietly for a moment, apparently seeing nothing and wondering what the jeering laughter they, could, they heard could mean. Oh. None of them had shown a sign of nervousness nor trace of ability for their chosen work. So they... Uh, we'll talk later about whether they were in on the j- joke or not. They, it sure doesn't seem like they were. Hmm. Their opening number was a song with lyrics to the to the music of Ta Ra Ra Boom How's that go, Garr? Ta
0: Boom Their lyrics
2: were Cherries Ripe Boom DA. <laughs> Cherries Red Boom that The Cherry Sisters have come to stay. That was their opening that's they opened the show with that. Huh? Genius. Jesse, ah, it's not. I know. What do you mean? Huh? You would, you would, you would not. You would not be throwing vegetables at this point. Like, I would have left because you're a decent Obviously, person. Obviously, I would not. I would. Oh my! I'm with with Jack. I would pay absolutely good money to see this show. This is like the room. Yeah. or yeah. You know, this is a lot like that for the day. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Or um, Jesse had a cello that she called corn juice. <gasps> oh. <laughs> What's that? Cachaça? And before, before you think that was the thing, I'm pretty sure it was not. <laughs> so she made it up. There wasn't something called corn, I don't think corn juice. Anything called corn juice? Whiskey? I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Addie and Elizabeth duetted on an Irish ballad that they sang with their very distinct Midwestern twang. Oh, so the oh Irish ballad. Oh, Addie. Follow that with an essay called The Mystery of the 19th Century, oh. which I'd love to read it and find it, because I want to know what that is, although I'm pretty sure I'd be disappointed. Yeah. They would cross-dress quite frequently <gasps> if the role Yay. called for it. Sure. So in one skit called The Gypsy's Warning, Uh-oh. and I know that's an epithet, Addie, she dressed up as a male Don Juan kind of Latin lover stereotype. She put on the mush- mustache and everything. And so she would chase around the heroine, played by her sister Elizabeth, trying to get at her, until finally a heroic gypsy woman, played by Effie, would, at some point during the, the chasing around the stage, uh, Effie would run out there in this gypsy costume and stop Elizabeth and say, oh, this guy's bad for you, he's trying to take your virginity, your morality, whatever, you gotta be careful. And that was the end of skit, take a bow. Oh God. Mm. New York audiences packed the theater every single uh, night. Oh my they God. They love it. It's a can't miss event. Mm, it was. It Much
0: like, an, like uh, I Love Lucy.
2: Yeah. Only. How dare from, you. Without the talent. I'm yeah, no. Tell you, remember you when you
0: Lu- Lucy, oh, yeah, yeah. in her character, Lucy would,
1: Ricardo.
2: Yes. Not yeah. Lucy. Oh. Yeah. Some the of. Immensely yes. talented. Her comedian.
0: hijinks, yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, it does a little it bit. It does, actually. Yeah. yeah. I and wonder there if was vaudeville. Yeah. She didn't. Okay, Like in Iowa, though, the sisters were often, in New York, they were pelted with rotten vegetables, any kind of projectile they can get into the theater. Yeah,
1: this is New York City. They don't
2: play. I know. (gasps) Nearby vegetable retailers reportedly could not get enough vegetables for their normal, regular customers because their wholesalers were going straight to the theater and selling their vegetables (laughs) to the people in line and not to the... Uh, vegetable retailers that on, on show nights. It's show business. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, all oh, piss. We can't get enough celery for our customers. The sisters viewed the pack houses as unmitigated success. Yeah. They were Honestly. A hit. In two weeks, they had saved Hammerstein from bankruptcy. He owed a shit ton of money. He had tried to go to England and put on legitimate musical comedy and it had flopped. So he was badly in debt. He was going to go bankrupt. In two weeks, they cleared his debt Wow. And they played for four more weeks with, you know, huge, huge, they uh, uh, sold out house every single night. The so four the, weeks? For six weeks total. That's
1: crazy.
0: Did they me. still only get 100 a week? Yes. Oh, God. They signed a
2: contract. Yeah. Well, Lizzie signed the contract. How do you think yeah. they ended the debt in only two weeks? Yeah. The uh, New York Times called them, quote, four freaks from Iowa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who presented a spectacle more pitiable than amusing. New York, what? more pitiable than amusing. Amusing? Spectacle, amusing.
1: Oh, than amusing. Yes. I thought, like, what is, like, I thought, never mind.
2: <laughs> New York City did not change those cherry girls, though. Holding to their religious upbringing, they disdained every single invitation for parties or galas or any kind of unwholesome activities like that. They wouldn't go socialize with all these terrible New Yorkers. They wouldn't oh, have nothing to do with it. They stayed in the hotel yeah. room. They even said... That, no, we won't go to Coney Island because there will be women there in those blasphemous bathing suits showing a lot of ankle and shoulder. And we are not in favor of that. We're not going. That was our, that was our girls. Wow. I Wasn't it
0: un- unseemly to perform on stage?
2: No. But, well, in, for in, religious in, in types? Long, 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 long time before this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so after the triumph in New York City, the sisters toured all across the continent, winding up in California. So they took it on the road, wow. went all the way to California with their show.
0: Well, I hope Californians were nicer.
2: Girl, no. I don't know, but I doubt it. N- uh, they didn't get back to Iowa until the spring of 1897. And there, when they started, so, and they started performing again back in Iowa, but they got the same reaction, said the Des Moines Register, it was the most insipid, stale, weary, tiresome, contemptible two hours work we have ever seen on the stage. Every man who laughed or jeered or hooted or howled at them reviled himself. This is, this critic, uh, Des Moines Register, he did not know that his boss, Richard Clarkson, who owned the newspaper, was in the audience that night and was one of those people howling and hooting. Yeah. And so this is a little aside, but Clarkson, he almost started a huge feud that night because he took out his big old cabbage and he had bad aim and he hit... Lafayette Young, who was a young up and coming politician there in Iowa, right in the back of the head. Young turns around, seizes him, and starts throwing his vegetables oh my God. at Clarkson. Oh. Clarkson returns his rotting ammo at Young and became a big, like a two person food fight between Ooh. two very prominent people in Iowa. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Another local politician intervened, though, and he got them to break it up. And by the end of the show, quote, they were all three wrapped in each other's embrace, weeping. (laughs) People were very emotional back then. I don't know. Come on, you guys. Don't fight. Hug and cry. It's weird. (laughs) So (laughs) the sisters toured for years after their vaudeville success in New York City. Wow. In a retrospective piece back in 1930- so long after to they, their, their day, kind of. Time magazine said, quote, in every town that the Cherry Sisters played, it was an invariable custom for the editor of the local paper to review their act with a column and a half of humor, satire, parody, and biting sarcasm. Their name itself became kind of a shorthand for terrible, talentless entertainment. Yeah. The Cher- <laughs> compared to Cherry Sisters was saying, you've got no talent whatsoever. All right, yeah. the original Kardashians. Yeah. What's that a synonym for? Everything bad, I know. No but, talent. Okay, I yeah, make that makes sense. The Kardashians are the new cherry sisters. But very nope. successful. But yeah, yeah. without Yeah, that's true. <laughs> same same hair. Jesse, she died from malaria and typhoid in 1903, Aww. so pretty early on.
1: Malaria and, and typhoid? typhoid? She had the double oh, whammy. Oh, shit. Where God said, you got to go.
2: Southern United States had They're malaria. Absolutely out. it uh-huh. did, mother. Yeah. There was a huge, I think it was New Orleans, had a huge malaria. It was a yellow really? fever. Killed thousands. Both. So but they didn't have I any mean, like uh, ivermectin, ivermectin
0: back then? They didn't have
2: any ivermectin. That would have saved everyone. Darn no, it. they didn't. The remaining sisters hung up their stage gear for a little time, but eventually the bug caught them and they would come back. Addie and Effie resumed performing more than the other sisters that were left, and they would sporadically trod the boards into the late 1930s. Jeez. When I, I didn't do the math, but they had to be in their 70s or even 80s by then. They last lit up the stage in Cedar Rapids in April of eighteen of nineteen thirty eight. Huh. So that's amazing. So, but again, they weren't doing a lot of that during these these decades. None of the women ever got married or started a family.
1: Lesbian? No.
2: They were very religious. They didn't want the, men to take their money. Yeah, Lesbians. probably so. Probably so. Men would just ripped them off. Yep. Men, right. men. Addie and Effie opened a bakery, and their oh, specialty see? was cakes. Be more spe- The Cherry, cherry Sisters. Pies. Oh. Cherry Pies. It was moderately successful. Effie, tr- twice, ran for mayor of Cedar Rapids uh-huh. in 24 was, and 26. I mean, she lost. She lost badly. She <laughs> ran on an anti-garbage. She, like, she, <laughs> I, guess garbi- I guess there wasn't like government collection of garbage. So she said, we got to the- get the garbage before it gets up and walks away on its own or something like or that. Or gets was
1: thrown her- at me on stage.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know what? She had a vendetta. I I
0: think she would have been a good mayor.
2: Well, she also ran. Hold on. Hold on, Carrie. She
0: probably (laughs) had a point where I haven't finished her, her
2: platform. She's also ran an anti profanity platform, and she was also anti parks. You heard that oh right? Oh my god! Quote: She sucks. I like beautiful parks, but the young folk are going to them at times when they shouldn't, and in a way they shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> I hate well, her. Still like her? Still want to vote for her? her? She
1: was against parking
0: She's and making,
2: anti-parks. Yeah. yeah, well, probably holding hands, Gary. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh sure, Dean. Uh, like that's true. kids didn't do it back in the day.
2: Whoa,
1: Carrie. Okay, okay. They did. All right. Okay. Yeah, but she didn't know about that. She yeah, thought all they yeah. did was like you know yeah. kiss. She'd never had sex. I, she thought it happened to the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> so did she, I. I she's first looking for that Stark. She didn't know. <laughs> Carrie still does.
2: Over the years, <laughs> some have asked if the Cherry Sisters were in on the joke, sort of intentionally. So know. bad they were good, kind of a right. thing, right? M. A. Kibbler, he's a guy who wrote about vaudeville. He said, "Quote: I'm not sure if the Cherry Sisters started as sincere performers, but I would bet that they quickly learned that being the worst was their hook, their novelty. I, you know, I don't know though." Reports are pretty consistent that the sisters were utterly sincere on stage.
0: Well, they knew they were getting...
2: Yes, but they were terrible actors. So how are they good enough to act sincere? They often got riled up and angry. We'll hear in a minute that they sued people for bad reviews. We'll talk about that in just a minute. So I don't know. I think this. I think they knew audiences didn't like them because, again, they didn't feel the cabbage hit against their head. But I think they thought, we're pretty talented. These people just don't appreciate us. Yeah. I mean, remember, they thought they were the children of an earl's daughter. I think in nonsense. Yeah. So I, I think they did think they had a lot of talent, and they did not. Tommy Wiseau thinks he's a brilliant director. No question whatsoever. He's not. So there are people out there like that. There's actually some other people too. They aren't the only people like this to have, to have long careers. Oh yeah, awful. That one
1: movie.
0: That lady.
2: Florence. Um, I'll <laughs> yes. tell you. I'll, at the end, I'll tell you. I'll throw Jenkin, out three names for like a future. Uh, future. You know. Audience research. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Further reading. So now let's see if you, the audience, can appreciate the Cherry Sisters. Here is a snippet from one of their shows that has been saved for posterity. Let's play it now. Ah! Ah! Sorry about that. That was actually Yoko Ono. They're a slightly more modern equivalent. Here is the snippet from the Cherry Sisters. Now. go ahead and play it, Carrie.
0: Blue jeans, white shirt death you know like sure. so cancer.
2: Oops, that was Lana del Rey's treasured performance on Saturday Night Live. I apologize. There actually is no surviving audio of the sisters. As far as I can find, I found nothing. So the closest yeah. I got was there was this like little, this small time Dutch production did a show about the Cherry Sisters. There's the little playlets out there about the Cherry Sisters, but they didn't really sing. So I don't know what they sounded like exactly. The best audio I could find talking about the Cherry Sisters comes from none other than Ch- Jenny Slate. Really? I, do you remember this? She did a segment on Drunk History about the Cherry oh. Sisters. I oh. vaguely remember that. So let's play a little bit of that right now. One
1: of their songs is called Corn Juice. Corn Juice. Let me tell you about it. (laughs) It's just like, what are you talking about? You definitely can't make juice out of corn. Like I've had it. Yeah. There's no juice in there. Five, six, seven, eight. If you're lost in your corn, I will find juice. Corn Corn after after
2: juice.
1: juice. Beautiful. <laughs> Everyone's like, you suck. <laughs>
2: so, sadly, we'll never hear the Cherry Sisters, I guess. Sadly. Um, and I would love
0: yeah, to hear Yeah, it would them.
2: be fun. That would yeah, be you're great. right. They have more or less been forgotten. They did, however, have one lasting effect on society, and we should all thank them for that. So, despite the constant barrage of bad reviews, the sisters were not completely devoid of feeling. I mentioned that a while ago. They were incensed by a review by Fred Davis. He was the editor of the Cedar Rapids Gazette, who, as you know, did not say nice things about them. He, for instance, he wrote about their performance at Green's Opera House that their, quote, full knowledge of the stage is worse than none at all. They didn't like that. They, he's like, we know what we're doing. We're stage, we're professionals. So they threatened to sue him for libel, for you know, challenging their stagecraft, I guess. Okay. And they demanded a retraction from Davis and the newspaper. So obviously the newspaper told them to, actually they completely caved. The Cedar Rapids Gazette said, yep, we will print a retraction. In fact, why don't you go ahead and write one and we will publish it verbatim. Wow. Oh my god. They pussed out. So they did. The sisters wrote, <laughs> they wrote it, here it is, quote, ready? The Cherry Sisters concert That, capital T, by the way, (laughs) appeared in the Gazette the other evening, was intilly, I think initially, but I'm not sure, I-N-T-I-L-Y, a mistake, and we take it back, no period. (laughs) The young ladies were refined and modest, M-O-D-I-S-T, in every respect, S-P-I-C-T, and their entertainment, I-N-T-E-R-T-A-N-E, M-E-N-T, was as good as any that has been given in the city by home people. <laughs> the, noise, uh-huh. the noise and tumult that was raised in the house was not done as stated by the Cedar Rapids people, but by a lot of tufts that came down from Marion with the intention of creating a disturbance. That was the part of their retraction. No capitalization of Marion either, by the way. It was, that's, I don't know if that's true. Maybe their posters were already, so the, the newspaper says, yeah, yeah, no, you guys write it. We'll publish it. I don't know, but that's my guess. Uh, I think so. They even worked in like a mock trial with Davis into their act. And they, you know, he was found guilty and and things like that. So, and the Gazette, by the way, covered them with with glee. But that was just prologue. A little bit later, a newspaper in 1898, as a matter of fact. So, five years later, a newspaper called the Odebolt Chronicle, it's a town in northwestern Iowa, savaged the sisters. Billy Hamilton, he was their the paper's editor, and also their theater critic, apparently. He wrote that the sisters were like, quote, three creatures surpassing the witches in Macbeth in general hideousness.
0: Wow, that's not... I I, I warned you.
2: I warned you. He's not done, though. Their long, skinny arms, equipped with talons at the extremities, swung mechanically and soon were waved frantically at the suffering audience. Their mouths of their rancid features opened like caverns and sounds like the wailings of damned souls issued therefrom. So, not kind.
0: Yeah, he's a little bit full of himself, too.
2: At all, but it tells you, like I said, their manners were weird. People were like, what are they doing? They're not singing, dancing, they're acting, they're just weird. They were yeah. uncomfortable on stage, but again, with total confidence. Hey. Early the performance art. I, mm, Honestly. Yeah, but no. So <laughs> that was just too much for the sisters. This time, they actually did bring a real legal action against the Oda Chronicle and also against the Des Moines Leader, which had reprinted the review and had a little bit deeper pocket, pockets, so they named the Des Moines Leader as the main target, I guess. They wanted 15 large, $15,000. That would be over $500,000 in today's money. They're crazy. They call the review false and malicious libel. So the sisters, they went to court. They had a case. The, the sisters went to the court and they gave a performance. Oh. Uh, I, I guess to prove their talent, thus proving that that terrible, right. perform, that terrible review was not true and was libelous. Uh-oh. Much of their case, though, was based on the nasty things said about their appearance, which yeah, I just yeah. read. That's and, not libel, though, is I, it? I, I, well, yeah, it wasn't just know. the skinny arms that he talked about. Another part of, of the review described the sisters this way, quote, Effie is an old jade at 50 summers. Jesse is, a, is a, a frisky filly of 40. And Addie, the flower of the family, a capering monstrosity of 35.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's my favorite?
2: Effie is spavined. No idea what that means. Oh, wow. Addie is string halt. No idea what that means. And Jesse, the only one who showed her stockings, has legs with calves as classic in their outlines as the curves of a broom handle. I- <laughs> so, they were, he was terrible. He's but. going in. The Odebolt, or I don't know how to pronounce it, O-D-E-B-O-L-T, Odebolt Chronicle, they covered the court proceedings meticulously, and they, quote, had a lot of fun out of the case. In 1899, the Polk County Court came down, and they ruled in favor of? I'm scared. The
0: Cherry Sisters.
2: The newspaper. Thank God. And they dismissed the case. So, the Cherry Sisters were not beaten yet. They appealed the case to the state Supreme Court. But on May 28th, 1901, so they took their time, the Supreme Court upheld the lower court ruling. Quote, the editor of a newspaper has the right, if not the duty, of publishing Fair and reasonable comments, however severe in terms, upon anything which is made by its owner a subject of public exhibition. Sure. Surely, if one makes himself ridiculous in his public performances, he may be ridiculed by those whose duty or right it is to inform the public regarding the character of the performance. So basically, you can hammer somebody if they go out there and are bad, or you think they're bad.
1: Honestly? Yeah. First Amendment, baby. Mm -hmm. Cherry
2: versus Des Moines leader is considered a landmark, is an early landmark case upholding the right of the media to make fair comment and criticism.
1: Yeah. Fair, I like it.
2: It's still occasionally cited, although apparently not in the truth-killing Hulk Hogan versus Gawker case that proved that if you're rich, thin-skinned, and vindictive like Peter Thiel is, no one is allowed to say anything truthful about you if you don't like that truth. Yeah. So it's, it's getting worse because of cases like that. Donald Trump. Yeah. Without this case, we may not have some nuggets of honesty such as these. <laughs> Uh-oh, <here laughs> I gotta, I have a few. Twilight, the movie. Quote, I've had mosquito bites that were more passionate than this undead, unrequited, and altogether unfun pseudo-romantic riff on Romeo and Juliet, said Mark Salove of the Austin Chronicle. Have you ever heard of a movie called Valentine's Day? Yes. It was the other Twilight, the, the one that looks like a caveman. What's his name? Jacob Lott. Jacob, no, J- well, Taylor like, Lottner. Taylor Lottner, yeah. Jacob Valentine. He was in a romantic comedy called Valentine's Day, Yes. Yeah. and Roger Ebert said, Valentine's Day is being marketed as a date movie. I think it's more of a first date movie. If your date likes it, do not date that person again. And if you like it, there may not be a second date.
0: Wasn't Taylor Swift in that?
2: She was. Yes. Was she really? Yeah, uh, a lot.
1: That was one of those huge ensemble cast.
0: Kind yeah, of really. Where yes. A ton of people. Okay. Were in it.
2: Yeah. yeah remember, Bright is on Netflix. as Will Smith? I guess it's been. Oh, s- yes. I didn't know it. Hand. I, I oh, really. Panned Jordan Hoffman baby. of Vanity Fair said, "While I had the mif- misfortune to see Bright in a theater, most people will simply press play out of curiosity on their Roku remote. I'm willing to concede that this might elevate the experience a little. The ability to take a the ability to take a quick trip to the kitchen or rest, restroom after shouting, no, don't pause it, to your partner on the couch will be liberating. <laughs> one missed call? Yeah. Bad horror movie? I, I I don't remember that. The
1: one based off a Japanese horror movie? Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you get the call and then it's like blah, 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 and then you die later.
2: Oh, really? Okay. <laughs>
1: it's like the ring, but with a phone.
2: Oh, okay. Wesley Morris of the Boston Globe said, the kid in front of me spent most of the movie playing Tetris on his phone. Me too. I didn't care enough about the movie to ask him to stop or to find a cooler game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I take that back. Is, well, Tetris is a cool game. Okay, That's yeah. what I take. Well, uh, too. Wesley
2: didn't think so. Catwoman. Oh, but I they love classic that movie. Halle Berry movie. <laughs> Keith Phipps of the AV Club said the film could have turned out worse, but only via the addition of a Tom Green cameo. <laughs> <laughs> or wow. an, an accident in which the actors caught on fire.
1: <laughs> oh my god! You stupid bitch!
2: That's <laughs> a terrible movie. But it's that's Tom one of the movies Green that is, is so horror. bad. It's good. Yeah, it is pretty bad.
1: Sharon Stone.
2: The Tom Green could have made that. The cats movie lick her back to more. life. Did they really? <laughs> that's I've never. Seen, it. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, we did. We saw Catwoman. I'm Pretty sure we. did. Oh, that was sad. We it's couldn't even. So good. We, I could. We couldn't even go to the bathroom. And say no, no, no! Don't don't hit pause.
1: <laughs>
2: the Village. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan directs the material as if he'd written it, which he did, and not a single friend dared tell him the truth. Mick LaSalle at SF Gate. You know what? He's right. He He's very friends. right. A terrible movie. Uh, and it's not just The Wizard of Oz. Otis Ferguson of The New Republic yeah. at the time said, quote, It has dwarfs, music, technicolor, freak characters, and Julie Garland. It can't be expected to have a sense of humor as well, and as far as... And As for the light touch of fantasy, it weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet. So oh,
1: he's just wrong. He hated it. The yeah, Sha- there's always going to be. Here's, a, here's,
2: the, here's the one that doesn't, doesn't get it. I can't remember who the, who the reviewer was, but he said about the Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. He said, I don't mean to be cynical, but isn't prison life supposed to be a little less nostalgic than this? <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, he's... Assaulted in that movie multiple times, bro. Calm down.
1: And they spend their whole time trying to escape. Yes. It's not like they're just sitting in a little idyllic countryside. Oh it's, my goodness! It's not Did you watch a, the movie? It's not.
2: Yeah. Did you see the movie? It was a weird one. I've never seen it, so. So, and, and I mentioned, we're not going to talk about them, but there was an actor named Robert Coates in the early 19th century who was atrocious, but rich. So he had subsidized and and, and played, like he'd do Shakespeare and he was just, a tr- people would go to see him because he was so bad. And sometimes they shut, he loved to do death scenes. So they <laughs> asked him to do it again. So he'd, he'd do Romeo, die, and they'd say, do it again. And he'd get up and do oh. Romeo and die again. And he'd <laughs> do. And once he uh, was going to do it a third or fourth time where well, the actors just got up and left, <laughs> so he had to stop, <laughs> he was atrocious. A um, person named William McGonagall was the worst poet of all time. And the one you're thinking of is Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. She's an atrocious singer, but she had a very, very rich husband yep. who would get her a lot of theater gigs, and she was just atrocious. And other, like what's that, that famous opera singer from the time? From the 30s and 20s and huh. 40s, the most famous Italian opera singer in the world, Maria Callas. No, this is way before that. Um, he he loved her and thought and he didn't, I mean, I'm sure he didn't think she was talented again. She got there with just total confidence thinking she is belting out gorgeous operatic areas hey. and she was atrocious and couldn't, had no, couldn't sing at all, was tone deaf, yeah. And she played many, many times two uh, sold-out theaters. So, Why do you think
1: all those yeah. music competition shows existed? Caruso. Yeah, yeah. Enrica
2: Caruso. That's what I'm Fenrica thinking of. Enrica. Famous, heard. famous opportunity. So anyway, not just the Cherry Sisters, but in my mind, the Cherry Sisters were the best of that bad lot. Yeah. I like them. I wish... We need more Cherry Sisters out there in the world. I. Think. We have them. We well, talked yeah. about it. it. Is the Kardashian? No, but I really despise music. the Kardashians.
1: You would. You don't despise the Cherry Sisters no. and their hypermoralistic oh, bullshit. You know, yeah, you yeah. would hate them if they were, if they were would. alive today. Absolutely. Uh, but you if would. they did you it, would. But if they did. No. But
2: okay. But then i go out and see them and see that everybody else is throwing stuff at them and I feel kind of pretty really good about that. Maybe.
1: Yeah, that part's you know, fun. Shot
2: and it away. It's fun to hate them.
1: You'd feel I don't good hate
2: them. about the No, I were, probably wouldn't. I take that? back everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carrie, I'm not the person who is advocating shooting at theaters, so <laughs> don't kind of blame it on me.
0: Hey, they could be killed by probably some of the stuff being thrown at them.
2: They um, almost, well, I, a wash boiler?
0: Yeah, tin cans? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm surprised they weren't. Seriously, it self
0: defense if they did. As far
2: as I know, they were never badly injured because I never read anything about that. That's smart. Maybe the wire mesh helped yeah. out with that. Yeah. But I guess that's why they threw rotten vegetables. It's not gonna it's yeah. just, the cabbage would just splatter a little place and not hurt that bad, I suppose. I don't
1: know if the audience was concerned for their safety <laughs> too much. Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies,
2: who was it? Was it the Phillies? They threw they threw batteries <gasps> at baseball players with That could have Winged it at him, barely oh missed. It. I can't <laughs> remember who it was. Almost hit him in the head with a big old like D battery.
1: There's a story of a drag queen. She went to Australia, and the, you know how they usually tip drag queens in single dollars, but in Australia, the lowest denomination of of a, like an actual paper note is five dollars. Oh, really? And so she
2: said, like, "Where
1: are the dollars? Where are the dollars?" And they started throwing <laughs> fucking coins, coins <laughs> at her. <laughs>
2: that would hurt, but yeah. she. I'm sure she still uh, picked him up. hundred oh, well, percent. Yeah. That is the story of the cherry sisters. Interesting. I think so.
0: I have to. Find, are there lots of pictures? There are quite. A few, of them? There
2: are a few pictures. Almost every article had the same set of like three different pictures. Oh, okay. But there is. There are some pictures of them. And again, honestly, they're not
0: hideous. Gro-
2: what is it? Grotesquely hideous. Monstrous. Capering yeah. monstrosities. No, <laughs> that's not fair. Not completely lumbering fair. beasts. <laughs> they might have lumbered. I don't know.
0: With Hope. strangely long arms, it's with talons on the end. arms,
2: like moving, really. I, I imagine them doing like a float, like the the, <laughs> man of the, the little blow up thing at a car in front Rocky of uh, used car lots. That the air, the yeah. floating air guy, whatever. We like, got it. We yeah. got it. Well, I'm doing. I'm doing a visual. It's not helping. Um, okay, that's it, care. Thanks, Dean. Tell them where they can find us. On do we internet? do
0: that? Yeah, we stop doing that.
2: Oh, do we? Okay, don't then. we You know where to find us. Yeah, you Google found, it. You found us here. Okay. <laughs> you all know what to do. Lincoln bio. See ya.
0: Bye.